Ahoy there, mateys, and welcome back to another episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me, as always, is my good buddy and partner in pirating crime. This is First Mate Ryan. That's First Mate Ryan, and we are here to satisfy you landlubbers with some pirate talk, because this week our game was Sid Meier's Pirates. But before we get to that, we have a little giveaway that I'd like to bring up. We had a post about it on Facebook, and we wanted to give you guys ample time to get on there and leave a response. But there is a post on Facebook and Twitter that yeah, Twitter too. we are just looking for your favorite gaming memory when you were growing up or even last week, if it's from last week. Just whatever your favorite gaming memory is. And all that we ask is that you, you know, like and subscribe to our show you know, follow us on whatever social media account you're commenting on and don't be like a bot. <laughs> don't like, don't be like one of those that just retweets all the giveaways trying to get stuff so you can do whatever with it. Other than that, we want all of the listeners to join in, man, because we are going to be giving away a copy of a game that we have on our extensive gaming list and it is called Extinction. And Ryan, I know that you probably have no idea what Extinction is yet, right? Absolutely not. So I checked it out a little bit when I got the extra code for it so I would be able to tell people about it, what we're giving away. And it really reminds me of Attack on Titan. Oh, interesting. Like you're this character, it drops you into a town and you have to fight all these little enemies and stuff. Or I say little, but they're not really that little. But And then once you do enough damage, this giant one fucking appears and you have to kill it before it destroys the whole town. Gotcha. Is it a hack and slash? Yeah, yeah. Very fast, fast paced hack and slash. So, even if you aren't like into Attack on Titan or anything, this is just going to be a fun game. Oh no! Who yeah, absolutely. Like, who doesn't like hack and slash? Like, yeah, dude. I I got good vibes from it. You know, it's a really cool indie game. You know, I'm going to look up some more info on the uh, developer and stuff for whenever we get that game to come up on the list. But yeah. I'm excited to give something away to the listeners, man. You know, we're just happy that you guys have been sticking around and listening to us each week. So I want yeah, to give, sure. give back to you guys a little bit. So find those posts. Um, I might try to pin them to the top of our social medias. That way you can go and they'll be right there and you can find it. So that, I don't know. That's it for the, uh, the giveaway, I think. Yeah. Uh, what, when did we decide to do the drawing on that? At the end of the month? Um, I think, I think we're going to do it at the end of the month or we can do it okay. at the end of, um, what the yeah. next game yeah whatever okay. you know whatever we'll, we'll figure it out so y'all might have a while depending on what game we get like yeah it could be tomorrow we could get like <laughs> that nine minute game that we can just both crank through yeah. during this episode but <laughs> yeah we could but no um it'll it'll either be at the end of the next game or at the end of the month depending on yeah. how long the game we get is that way yeah, people sure. people have a couple weeks to be able to get on there and get their story in and we're, you know, I'm. I would like to read them out on the air. You know, any of them that are really good, or even even the bad ones. Even if you've got terrible memories that you want to put on there, it'll get <laughs> you entered. Yeah. All right. So now that we've covered that today, not to date the podcast or anything, but today was the Ubisoft Forward, or as I called it, the Ubisoft Conference, and they were showing some new games, and uh, I had there were about three that stood out to me. Um. I know you watched. I haven't. Yeah, I watched pretty much most of the conference. I I think I, I didn't watch it from the beginning, but I cut in when you sent me the link or whatever, mm-hmm. and I watched some of the the post event 
coverage as well. And I don't really know much about the franchises they work on. They're not really games that I've picked up and played. Super casual gamer, like always. Yeah. But uh, there were a few that looked really good that I would probably give a chance to. Oh, man. I can tell you that uh, the Watch Dogs Legion looked pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah Watch Dogs Legion looked really good. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla just looks dope. Yeah, that game. The you know they went really in depth with the gameplay on that after the they, fact. They yeah, they went super in depth with the gameplay, and you are really going to have to like work at that game to get good at it because they've added like extra mechanics to the combat. They've added extra features, like along with being like the typical Assassin's Creed game or whatever. It's now like survival aspects where you don't automatically regen health. You have to go like foraging and fishing to regain your health points and shit like that. Yeah, I read a uh, an article on uh, I think it was PC Gamer that was like Assassin's Creed Valhalla is trying really hard to be The Witcher Three with more in depth combat and things like that. And I was like, hey, that's not bad. That's not a bad thing. The Witcher Three is fantastic. Yeah. So if other games want to emulate that and give me more fantastic open world RPGs, by all yeah. means, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And and the fact in that in Watchdog Legions that you can take over anybody and everybody has a their own unique voice, and one of those people you can take over is an old lady, which is the funniest thing ever. You can just take over as an old woman and go rampaging through the streets as an 80-year-old grandma with an M16 or whatever. <laughs> That's probably what I would do. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks hilarious. But that brings us to what I am the most excited about, which is Far Cry 6. So the tra- yeah, the trailer looked awesome. That's like, the cinematic trailer. They didn't show any gameplay. You know, it was just like a one long cut scene. But gosh, I cannot remember the actor's name. That's a uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Okay, yes, him. That's the guy from Breaking Bad, and, and, and he ran- the Mandalorian. Thank you, thank you. That was the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's, that's that's Moff Gideon there, dude. They did such a good job at putting him into the game. We, I don't know if it was mocap or if it what it was, but man, well, they've been doing that recently oh, yeah. with a with a couple different games. Ellen Page there in one of those games, and Norman Reedus in one of those other games. And Death Stranding, but, and then uh, yeah. Keanu Reeves being in Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. twenty seventy seven. Yeah, but uh, Far Cry. You know, people have a love hate relationship with Far Cry. I've always really liked those games. Um, they're I think. You know, kind I think of the only one different. I've ever played is Primal, right? Primal is that what it cool. Is? Yeah, that, that's yeah, on I our think list. That's the, I think that's the only one I've ever played. I think that we have all the Far Cry's on our list except two and four, and I would like to add four, but I've heard two is meh. Eh. So I don't know, but I know five. So the the whole premise of Far Cry Five is you're in, I think it's Montana. And you're in this whole area that's taken over by this crazy religious cult that went in and took over a town and overthrew the government. So now they run the whole town. And That sounds like 100% accurate. (laughs) Dude, it's wild. It's wild. It gets wild out there in those sparsely (laughs) populated Midwestern big sky region states. And the craziest thing is like that happened at one point. And there's some town out in that area where they were they would bus in homeless people and tell them that they would give them a place to stay if they would vote for these people. Wow. 
that yeah i believe it i, I mean what is it back in i want to say is like the 80s some biker gang took over an entire town in california right literally just chased everyone out and it's like <laughs> this is ours now right. wild fucking wild man but the the whole concept of the far cry 6 seems like from what i could read it was based on cuba yeah and like how cuba was almost like stopped in time for a while with like all the old cars and stuff because it was shut off from the rest yeah, of the world because basically. of the fucking embargo yeah so this whole game is going to be about, I guess, uh, revolution and taking over and re- revolting against a tyrannical fascist government. And I'm like, oh, relevant. Yeah, it is relevant for <laughs> sure. It'll, it'll be interesting, man. It, it looks it looks cool. Yeah. We got to wait till next year, February of next year. Yeah, we, we got to. That's not. That's actually not. It's it's not as bad as waiting for some movies that have been slated for a while. Or season two of The Witcher. Yeah. Or Elder Scrolls Six, yeah. or Grand Theft Auto Six. Yeah, we're probably still what five, six years out from Elder Scrolls Six, like. or or Half Life Three. Yeah, which is apparently never going to happen. No. But all right, man, that's about all I have for the Ubisoft conference. The other stuff that they had, it didn't appeal to me. There was like a Tom Clancy's mobile game. No, the Rainbow Six Siege or something like well, that. No, um, no, no, no. Siege is a competitive shooter, and that, uh, that game's pretty cool, but I it, it's beyond me. I'm not into competitive first-person shooters. I played Rainbow Six when that first came out, like, way back in the day, like, but I yeah, haven't I liked, I liked New Vegas. Yeah. Um, uh, or not New Vegas. Uh, Rainbow, it was just Rainbow Six Vegas. Yeah. But uh, Siege, I have a couple of friends who play Siege, but it's it's not my uh, not my forte. Yeah, you know, I'd rather play Counter Strike personally, but no, whatever. Um, and then the other game was like some battle royal Hyper, shooter that Hyperscape, I think it was, is, is another battle royal for the people to flock to and spend a bunch of money on. Yeah, yeah, dude, fuck battle royal games. I just can't get into them. Dude. I they do not appeal to me at all. Like I don't mind like multiplayer shooters and stuff, but battle royals no thank you i'm i'm good yeah yeah the only thing that i could compare that would be anything similar to a battle royal that i loved growing up was fucking twisted metal and even then that game needs a fucking new title for sure yeah i think that would be banging these days that would be a great battle royal twisted metal instead of picking like a car from the classic series and shit you can build and customize your own and you could do the typical fucking publisher shit and charge DLC money for fucking additional skins on the cars or shit like that. Or you could actually earn upgrades and shit through competing. Like, yeah. And that's, but, that's one of nice. There's a couple free to play shooters that it's like you can pay money or you can just grind and get the stuff eventually. Yeah. So, but I think a twisted metal battle Royal would be amazing. And that would probably be like the only battle Royal I would actually get and play. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, I have friends that are into the whole like was it Apex Legends. I have friends who are into yeah. Fortnite. I have friends who are into all that PUBG. It's yeah, not my thing. I know people who play PUBG. I know people who play the Fortnite. I tried Apex a couple of times and just not into it. Like not into it at all. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. But to each their own, you know. Yeah, for sure. Some people hate I mean, RPG games. They're they're wildly <laughs> popular. Like. But, like you're saying, 
everyone's got different tastes. Yep. Well, I think that is going to bring us to our game of the week. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, this is probably not going to be a very long episode because there is not too terribly much to cover about Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah. It's um, an open-ended game. There's what, There wasn't really an actual end goal. Like, no credited ending. Like, you just did your shit as a pirate. Like... I think there's like an an underlying story of finding your sister, but I never did that. Yeah, I I, just... I came close on my playthrough. I, I found a couple pieces of the map to her. I even like anchored ship in the area that the map said she was in and ran around for like four months on on land, the equivalent of four <laughs> months on land looking for it. But I think unless you anchor in a certain spot, it doesn't generate those landmarks and features. But... Uh, okay, or it might make you complete the map. Maybe. I don't know, because I, I had a couple treasure maps that I only had a piece of it, and I was still able to find the buried treasures, but... I never found a goddamn buried treasure. Oh, I found... I fucking looked and looked and looked and couldn't find any Man, of them. I've probably found, like, six, eight of them. Like, every every tavern I go in, it's like, do you want to buy this treasure map? Well, fuck yeah, I do. Like, give See, me that he shit. Always, he was always like, hey... You want a Dutch rudder? And I was always like, yeah, I fucking want a Dutch rudder. Give me that Dutch rudder. <laughs> See, I never got a Dutch rudder from him. I only got the Dutch rudders from the uh, governor's daughters. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I like those CD bar Dutch rudders. <laughs> They're much better. <laughs> yeah, that sounds very pirate-esque. And then puffy shirts. The, which had to have I immediately... Had to have my puffy shirt. Yeah, immediately took it. I'm like, no, yeah. You're yeah, going to be the first pirate. pirate. I don't want to be a pirate. God, I laughed so hard. because I it, of, it, That was my first thought, too. I was like, God damn, puffy shirt. <laughs> I have to take this puffy shirt now. Like, thanks yeah, for the it, was, it was a must. Thanks for the puffy shirt. Like, <laughs> but, um, Man. Uh, yeah, this game, it starts off, you, you load it up, you get a little cut scene of a guy fucking sailing, and then you you get to create your pirate. What did you name your pirate? Nile Ohala. Oh, yeah. And you were, there. you could choose from what, four countries? It was England, France, Spain, and the Netherlands. Dutch, the, Dutch. the Dutch. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, yeah. when I first started... I started as the Dutch. Yeah. I figured I would be an Irishman that or a Scotsman that made his way over to You should have sailed for know, England. The Dutch area. So, so, yeah, we'll get there because I did eventually. Because when I started as the Dutch, those fuckers had like three ports in the whole game or some shit. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, no. I didn't come across too many actual Dutch ports when I was playing, but they had quite a few settlements, especially in the talking to you about our gameplay as we're playing this we played like completely opposite sides of the map for the most part for most of our time like I yeah because when i when i started over as the english i was up towards florida i got you and yeah I that's what you were saying you, were... you you stayed pretty far north while i myself was fucking cruising the the, the central and south american coastlines for most of my time yeah i I just got on it when I when I started again. I started as England, yeah, and it was like we're at war with the dirty French, and that was there's me. a it was like there's a settlement nearby that we need you to take care of or whatever. And then it shows me on the map, and it's literally like I could have probably thrown a rock 
from the English settlement and hit the French settlement, but they're like, yeah, we're beefing. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. It's like down there in Florida, the St. Augustine Spanish settlement and the the French settlement literally right across the Matanza River. (laughs) I know when I finally sailed up that way, um, I had already pissed off the Spanish. And so when I went up to the Florida Keys, they started shooting at me. Yeah. Sounds about uh, right. So I rode up in there, and it was it was like, dude, you want do you want to attack the city with your 150 pirates versus their 40 soldiers? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Yes, yes, so, I do. So took over the Florida Keys, and then I sailed up the coast to St. Augustine, and they started shooting at me. So I took over there too. So I took Florida for the Englishmen. I did my job as an American. I stole the land and took it for the English. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's <laughs> it. I, and, uh, I, I started off French. French. I even named my guy super French. He was Jean Philippe Lebeau. Nice. And uh, <laughs> starting off the game, we were at war with Spain, of course. And then by the time I got done with my playthrough or whatever, literally every port hated me. Like <laughs> e- even even the French ports. I went total pirate. I attacked anything and everything that sailed by me. Or anywhere near attack range of me. But you know what's funny is that I, I saved a Spanish ship from a pirate. Yeah. And it sailed away before I could attack it. And it landed in the Spanish port. So I went into the Spanish port and I tried to leave. And they were like, wait, 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 wait. The governor wants to talk to you. So I was like, okay. So I went to the governor and he knights me and makes me a admiral or whatever the fuck. And yeah. then he's like, I need you to escort this ship. To a new to a new settlement, uh, for, they're they escort the mayor. So I'm yeah. sending the mayor with you to the new settlement, and he's like, "I'm like, all right." Do they not realize that I've been in fucking sinking Spanish ships almost my whole game? So as soon as we left port, I just sank the ship with the mayor on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we'll take that. That was me the whole game too. I'd land on a settlement and be like, "Oh, I just became the new mayor of this. Will you escort me here?" It's like, sure, buddy. And as soon as we pull away from port, attack, sink. Like, don't even take the resources or the boat. Just completely obliterate it. Like, so did you? Did you like the little sword fighting mini game? Yes, I loved it. I thought it was cool, man. The whole time I was playing it in my head, I'm just I can hear my entire crew just like "fuck you, you're a fucking wanker." We're yeah, down the punch. I I did the same thing. The I turned off all the game audio and I was cranking Alestorm the entire time I played. Oh yeah, dude, it was so good. It, yeah. it fits so well. I mean, you have to listen to pirate metal while playing this game. It's either either Alestorm or Swashbuckle, like yes. Something something super piratey to go along with it. So, basically, the way the sword fighting works is that you had three... The game, it tells you to use a number pad or a mouse. Yeah. Um, So, you had three attack buttons. I think it was like slash, stab, and chop. You had chop, you had thrust, and you had... God, I can't remember the Slice or slash or something like that. Something like that. And it was almost like rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, one was a a high attack, one was a mid attack, and one was a low attack. Yeah, because your... And then you had your three defensive buttons, which were high attack, like high defense, mid defense, low defense. Yeah, you either ducked, jumped, or parried. And in true pirate style, you even had a taunt button. I used that one a lot. 
Yeah, I like taunting my enemies too. Yeah. <laughs> it goads them into attacking when they're not ready. Yeah. Um, so basically, you just have to win, you know, three or four times, and you'll either knock the opposing admiral off their ship, or, or not admiral, captain off their mm-hmm. ship, or into some fire, and then they dive off the ship. I noticed it was based on what kind of ship you were attacking. If it was a smaller one, you knocked them off the ship. If it was a pirate ship and not a national national represented ship you knocked them off the ship if you were attacking like a medium-sized like transport ship or like a smaller warship then you would knock them into the fire they would jump overboard if you came up to like a huge warship or one of the boss pirate battles they they were were, 10 pirates yeah they were knocked into the ocean by a giant box of swinging cargo or yeah. they just, <laughs> yeah. or they just gave up, and you like s- sent them overboard. Walk the plank, yeah, lady. Pretty, pretty much. Like you didn't see that in the cutscene, but the the, the cutscene ends with them just like laying down their sword and giving you control of the ship. Yeah, the, it's like they put down their sword, get on their knees, and you just have your sword pointed at their throat, and their hands are up. Like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Dude, the first time I saw that swinging cargo, I laughed so goddamn hard. Yeah, that that was me too. <laughs> the, the first time I saw that, just as like a newbie, I only had like two ships and maybe a crew of like sixty people, and I had already knocked off the level like the the number six top ten pirate. Like, I was like, that was easy. <laughs> so this game had some real pirates in it, you know, like a uh, well, I say real, but you know, as far as pirate mythos goes, there was um, Henry Morgan. La- Henry Morgan, Blackbeard. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Davy. Was Davy Jones one of them? No. No. Uh, okay. There, then there it, was uh, like Baron Raimundo and, and Captain Kidd. Yeah, Captain Kidd. They, Which, they, they did research. Like, this wasn't just like a pirate game. They, they like the pirates were real. The port cities and the settlements and everything, they were real. They they weren't, like, fictitiously named. They were actually taken from, like, history of the Caribbean. And even the islands and the geography of the map itself was real. Like, they, they pretty much just took a history book on pirates and made it playable. Yeah. So, let's cover... Just some little factoids about the game that I have here from good old Wikipedia. Sid Meier's Pirates is also known as Sid Meier's Pirates Live the Life. is a 2004 strategy action and adventure game developed by Fire Axis Games and published by Atari and later on 2K Games. This game is a remake of Sid Meier's early, earlier 1987 game also named Sid Meier's Pirates. The gameplay remains similar to the original game, though it features a 3D game engine, and some elements such as sun sighting have been removed, but other features have been added, such as ballroom dancing minigame and improved turn-based land combat. Hold the thought on to ballroom dancing. We need to go back to that. Yeah. So, the Microsoft Windows version of Pirates was released November 22, 2004, and is also available through online game tap video services, yada yada yada. Xbox version got it in July 11th, 2005. Included some multiplayer capabilities. It was re-released on Xbox Live Market on the 360 and on, as an Xbox original in 2008. And then they did a mobile version of this game too in 2011 and 2012. 
And the one little thing, the last little bit of note that I brought up to you before we went live is that there is an Easter egg in this game that every year on International Talk Like a Pirate Day, if you play this game, everybody in the game talks like a stereotypical pirate. And great. that's fantastic. Awesome. That is great. <laughs> okay. Ballroom dancing. I never got one perfect. I how did they keep track of it? Like, because so, there were a couple of them where the the governor's daughters were just like completely head over the heels swooning, like saying, "If I came back, they would marry me." Like that sort of yes. shit. So that means you did good. So as long as you don't miss, like I think five or more, yeah, the the, the chick will love you afterwards. But. Man, some of those dance moves, you have to watch her. She says, watch her hand. So she gives you signals when to hit the button. Yeah. But it's it's not when the button lights up. I thought, when I first did it, I thought it was when the button lighted, light up. I had to hit the button. Not how it goes. You had to, it was lighting up to let you know where to put your finger, and then you had to watch her hand. And when she would do her little, like, I guess, dip type yeah. thing with her hand, that was when you were to hit the button. And there were some dance moves that it was like, so it was directions at, on your keypad. So, you know, left, right, it, up, down. Yeah, it was one four seven eight nine six three two. Like, they're, they're, the middle button was just empty. Yeah, but they were like different directions that you could dance. Yeah. And there were some of them that you would have to hit, like, back into the left, then right, then back into the left, then right, in like successions perfectly yeah. in order to do this, like, ballroom yeah. spin type thing it was it was kind of difficult yeah. I, I liked it it was a when, cool little mini game when i started off the game it didn't even give me the option to choose the difficulty like it just like here name your pirate i guess you're starting off in apprentice mode which is what i did i didn't even realize that i was starting off in apprentice mode <laughs> but when i started settling with the crew and paying the crew their shares of the plunder the difficulty went up and as the difficulty went up, the ballroom dancing got a little harder, but I had already got used to them guiding you through it on apprentice mode. Because on apprentice mode, the keys not only lit up, but they stayed lit up as she did the the hand gestures. Yeah. Once you went up from, say, like apprentice to journeyman captain, the, the keys stopped lighting up. And then it got a little more difficult because then you lit- really had to pay attention to her hand, her hand gestures. And yeah, that could be. Whew. And it's really hard to tell if she's forwarding you to step forward or step backward when her hands just go up, like, or right or forward, right, right or forward, right. It's really hard to tell. Like, you, you had to be, you had to be quick. Yeah, and I can't even imagine playing this on, you know, when it came out on those resolutions back then, trying to see what her hand was doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, man, it was hard enough on this 2K monitor that I have. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't great on, on my end either. But... I have to say, um, the best ship that I had was a small one. It had 14 guns on it, but it was fast. And I could just fucking sail circles around ships and blow them the fuck up it yeah. was i had it fully upgraded this I, was fully upgraded i got a ship pretty early on and i fell in love with this ship and it was a spanish sloop of war 
and it was a it was a big ship, but it was pretty quick. It, it could not, it it was slower than the smaller ships, but it was faster than all the other ships that I came across that were similar in size. And I had fifty six guns at one point on deck. I think right. I usually hovered around forty eight though, because I would sell off some stuff for some coal. Well, but I, I you might have had one of the ship of the lines. So let me read this to you real quick, and you can make. Tell me. So a ship of the line, or as it's called, an SOL, is generally a large warship belonging to the frigate class. Slightly superior to the large frigate, the SOL is commonly known to be the most powerful and rarest warship in the game, able to carry the maximum number of guns, which is 48 with 24 on each side, and it has the largest cargo, cargo hold and largest crew capacity. Yeah, I had that ship. If I was had, had 48 guns going, then I had that ship. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's considered the best ship in the game, so um, you got lucky, because no, I never had one of those pop up in my game. No no wonder that I just absolutely ruined everything and everything that came near me. Like, no wonder you ran out of things to do. You yeah, had nothing to upgrade. I had nothing to upgrade. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I upgraded to the cotton sails and the bronze plating, and or the, the copper plating and the bronze guns and the the grape shot and everything like that. Now, how many times did you divide plunder? Probably four. My crew four. hated me at one point. I I went through probably like <laughs> I probably went through a dozen mutinies on one sail. Like, but I decided yeah. instead of like hopping port to port, I just decided to sail across the Caribbean through the open like sea. I made like, that mistake too. You all can wait. Like, I'm your captain. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Oh, you, you're gonna steal my little ship? Okay, take your twelve crew with you. I still have like 280 people. Like, <laughs> once, like I, once I started acquiring ships and crew, I had I think the most ships you can have in your fleet at one time, and that was eight. And I had eight nice. ships. I had a crew of almost 500 at one point. But, yeah, the, the the biggest crew that I had was I think like six hundred and seventy, yeah. and that was when I quit. Um, I had I divided the plunder one time. Like my, my crew got really pissed off with me, and I was like, "All right, whatever, fuck off." So I divided the plunder with them, and then I happened to leave port and destroy the ship that had like ten thousand fucking gold on it. Yeah. So I immediately turned around, went back to port, bought some stuff to sell at other places. And then just upgraded the fuck out of my ship at different ports yeah. and got more people. So then the next couple ports I stopped at, the governor's daughter wanted to talk to me and I'd dance with her. And then she would give me, I would take the items that helped my crew become less mutinous on long sailing. Yeah. So I had like three or four of those items. So it got to the point where my crew didn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I had like 30 months worth of food and yeah. some luxuries on that, board. That was, that was the same with me. Like That was the same for me. I had... I ended up acquiring quite, like, pretty much all the items that you could acquire that were, like, special, like, as far as, like, crew entertainment and uh, increasing your chances of getting the governor's daughter to fall in love with you, and I had some of, like, the special sailing shit. I had the, like, the bandolier of the swords, where you could choose from either, like, the cutlass, the rapier, or the flat sword. When you entered combat, I had the bandolier of revolvers, so I always had a gun on me to start the battles. Um, nice. I, ha- I had so much shit. It wasn't hard to find. Like, literally every... I hopped port to port to port to port to settlement. Like, very rarely did I actually sail out to, like, open sea. 
So I hit every tavern and very few items he wanted a lot of gold for. Yeah, but there were a few that were kind of expensive. And I always afforded them because unlike you, I found so many buried treasures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I No, I, I lived off of fucking with other people's livelihoods instead of just finding buried treasure. Like, no, I, I get that treasure map. It's like, okay, you're on Puerto Rico. Let's go there and fucking... I, I must have found four buried treasures on Puerto Rico. I found one in Mexico off the Yucatan. And I think I found another one down near, like, Venezuela. Right. It Wild. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, I, I definitely... This is going to be a game that I'll dive back into again and fuck around with every now and then. Yeah, if it's, I, it's pretty if, fun. I get, if I get burned down on one of the games we're currently doing for an episode and just need something to mess around with... I'll definitely throw this on there, especially if I want to be a pirate. But this, this, sure. I got. I don't mean to say it like sound like I'm shitting on the game, but I got bored with this game really quick. But it is a really fun game. Like, yeah, and I also try to remember that you know, and like I was telling you before we started recording that you know this game is based off of a game that was made in 1987. So there's yeah. really only so much that they could fit yeah. into a game back then. You know? Yeah, and then the game not really having a direction of storyline either. You find out that like your sister from your family is still alive after the pirates took over your family estate at the beginning of the game, and you you can find maps to rescue her. You can work your way up to become the the top pirate in the in the caribbean and then you also earn fame points based on how well you do with certain nationalities so if you work with like say in my case you started off french and you worked well with the french never attacked any french ships did all of the 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 quests that the french governors and mayors wanted you to do and took out your enemy strongly you built up fame pretty quick and the, I guess the real direction of the game is just be a pirate until you decide to retire. And then that's it. Like, once you, you retire, yeah, that's the end of the game. And then yeah. there's different endings to the game. I don't think there were any specific cutscenes in particular, but depending on your fame rank is the title that you retired at. If you only had like a fame rank of 20, you retired as like a famous shipwright so that you can fix ships and stuff. If you had a gotcha. if you had a fame rank of over 100 though, you became governor of the Caribbean ports under that nationality. Like wicked yeah, so you if cool. you if you put in the time and the effort, you can be the head honcho of all of the French ports or English ports of the Caribbean at the time. Like, but I coming across all the pieces of the maps I did and knocking off like six of the top ten pirates. I think when I stopped playing, I was like number two or number three in the top ten. Nice. I think I was number six. Yeah, I, I got up there and I got up there pretty quick. Like the first, the first top ten pirate I took down was like number six. Then I ran into number one, and he was easy as fuck. Like I think it took me three sword swings to get him to give up. And I was like, "Damn, your your crew outnumbered <laughs> me like six hundred to one hundred, and it took three sword swings to get you to just lay down your arms. Like, what kind of number one pirate shit is that?" <laughs> Some bullshit is yeah, what it is. For sure, for sure. But, but uh, I have to say, I would, I think I would give this uh, seven out of ten booty. Yeah, I would give it probably a seven too. 
it's it's really it's a really good time killer very good time waster like especially if you're working on other games or just need a quick game to kill some time i would recommend this game and but and it's it's set uh it set some precedent for games to follow it like there's another game on our list uh port royale 3 yeah where it's like a i think it's a port management system i think you also sail around i haven't looked too much into it but i know that it was influenced by sid meyer's pirates yeah for sure this game definitely had influence on some other ones that had to have played but, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this game, it's fun. It's fun, but it's nothing I would get too invested in. Like, If you get dedicated to this game, you're going to beat it in a day. It's no big yeah, deal. Yeah, you can definitely sit, you sit down and just enjoy a session with it every now and then, you know? Kind of yeah. treat it like The Sims in a way. You can treat it in a way that is like, I'm going to do a speed run. How high in rank can I get? Right. Yeah. 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 Or, or you know, how much can I do without attacking other ships, or that kind of thing? I'm going to be the world's first pacifist pirate. <laughs> yeah, man, it's the Peace Corps pirate ship. We're <laughs> we're here to spread love. They're like, cool. Give me all your gold. Yeah, I'm only going to escort people. <laughs> like, if I see a ship fire a cannon at me, okay, you're going down. But oh, speaking of, real quick, speaking of escorting, I was escorting one of these ships. <laughs> dude they we happened to go by one of the pirates on the list yeah and they just like went right up to this giant fucking pirate ship and then they turned like they were going to go to battle and i was like oh there's no way i'm going to get there in time and it took one blast from this giant pirate ship just sank this mayor to his death and i was like well there was nothing i could do about that there's nothing i can do about that <laughs> Oh fuck that! That, well, that mayor overstepped his boundaries. He knows I am the escorting captain. They should have listened to my orders. Like, don't just run <laughs> off into battle, especially when you have a tiny ass ship with eight guns. Yeah, and you yeah, just leave the entire fleet protecting you behind, and just go go, go I had on a, ahead. I I had one. I was supposed to escort a mayor from like uh, Hispaniola, which is the Dominican Republic in Haiti now. And he was supposed to go to San Juan on Puerto Rico. And as soon as we took sail, I got a notification on the screen. And it's like, seems like corruption is afoot. Because the mayor is not sailing where he is supposed to be sailing. And I was like, this motherfucker. So I chased his ass down and blew up his ship. <laughs> I was like, you asked, you told me I needed to escort you here and you're taking off in the completely different direction. Like, uh-uh, not happening. Not <laughs> oh, happening. man. Oh, shit, shit. Give me one second. How many towns did you take over? Because the land battle system, um... I, I wasn't a fan. I mean, I didn't mind it, but I wasn't a fan of it at all. It, it reminded me of a dumbed-down version of Civilization's battle system. Yeah. But it was kind of lame. It was kind of lame. It was just like playing chess. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, for sure. Like it. I never took over a town. I took over about six total. You probably attacked the little ones. Every pirate haven I'd sail into, they're like, they'd only give me the options to raid big population cities. And I was like, all right, fuck it, why not? I got a pretty big crew. 
I would get my ass handed to me every single fucking time because they would come out with <laughs> cavalry and archers and just when I think I have them down, like three more units of guys would just come out of nowhere. They weren't even on the map at the beginning of the fight. They would just like all of a sudden be there. And I'm like, where the fuck did you even come from? Like, Yeah, dude, they would just come out of the fucking woodworks. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. How many times did you right. get arrested? Uh, I got arrested as a Dutchman. I did not get arrested once I had joined the English. Oh, very cool. So, uh, I probably got arrested four straight times. <laughs> leaving once. I get arrested, used my lockpick, got out. Got arrested, uh, bribed the guy, no big deal. Leaving port, I got attacked by pirate hunters. They sank all of my ships, then boarded my ship. And because I only had like a crew of six, they took that over, went back in jail, had to break out again. I think that's where I was just like like, a lot, dude. Yeah. I think at that point I was just like, all right, I'm done with this game. Like having, (laughs) having to uh, sneak out of the city was having to sneak out of the city was cool. I liked that feature of the game where you had to avoid the walking sentries and climb over walls and stuff like that. I liked that aspect, but I never had to do that. God, if, do that. if you arrest me and I leave and you attack me and blow up all of my ships and then board my ship as soon as I leave the port, there was like no way I could could have left that city. Like They literally set me up to just keep getting arrested and arrested and arrested and arrested. <laughs> I must have hit like an infinite loop or something from that port. And I was just like, possibility. I'm, I was just like, I'm done. Like, I've, I've done so much in this game already. I'm like the number two pirate and... I have a horde, like a wealth of gold sitting there. So, I, uh, I, did you, okay, so this just popped into my head, so I want to ask you real quick. Did you ever have a moment where you went into a bar and the bartender called you over? And yeah. He's like, Oi, hey, is a fucking pirate back here in the back? Yeah. And he's like, you, you want to get him? I'm like, fuck yeah, I won't get him. He's like, all right, let's fuck get him. So then it would take you to a, just like a bar fight. And you were fighting with the guy up on the upper stairs, like upstairs yeah, on of the, this on the bar. Second floor, yeah. Yeah, and then you kick him, and he just goes bursting through the the side, you know, barrier, and then goes falling to the ground. And eventually, instead of him jumping off a ship or falling into fire, you just back him up to a point where there's like a bar winch that breaks a bottle over his head and knocks yep. his ass out. Yep. They, I, I I never came across an encounter like that where the bartender called me over to tell me there was a pirate there. I hit so many ports that I knew which people were fugitives at which ports. So every time I'd walk in and talk to the bartender, he'd be like, so-and-so is back there. Do you want to deal with him? So, of course I'll deal with him. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, mine was mine was a little different. Mine was like, he was like, hey, nobody knows that he's back there, but he's back there. <laughs> if you if you want to go for him, I was just like, absolutely, I want that gold. I had one tried to bribe me. He's like, hey, I'll give you these swords if you let me go. I always nah. took the bribes. Did you? I always took the bribes because I know if you if you just let them go and they paid you to their bribe, they would still be wanted when you'd come back to that port later. So they would just send you out again to go arrest them. I probably, <laughs> I probably fought and took the bribe from the same character three times in my gameplay. Tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> Well, man, you uh, you got anything else about pirates? I think we've pretty much covered 
as much as we can about yeah, it. Like, this game wasn't very big. Like the map was huge itself, but the the gameplay itself wasn't very big. Like, yeah, yeah, it, but fun though. I enjoyed it for sure. Okay, so before we bother Steamy, there's something I wanted to bring up real quick that I forgot to bring up before we started talking about pirates, and that is. Bro, that Serious Sam 4 trailer. Oh, yeah. No. I looks am, so good. I am stoked for that. Oh. Like, I've only played Serious Sam, the first encounter, from our first episode of the show. And it's just so over-the-top ridiculous that I, yeah. I can't wait to get into the rest of the series. And seeing the trailer for Serious Sam 4 just made me want it like right from the go. Yeah, it looks fucking epic, dude. And then some of the articles you had sent me before the release of the trailer saying that you could see upwards to almost like 100,000 enemies on the battlefield at one time is like, bring it on, bring it on. Yeah, they they said that they don't know if they'll they'll implement that many, but that the engine can handle up to that many. So even even 10,000 running at you if you i I guarantee it if you put it on the max difficulty of the of the game you will come across at least one level with a hundred thousand enemies on the battlefield at one time fucking wow you you better hope you have that cannonball gun you imagine a hundred thousand screamers that's that's what i was thinking that's what i was like it's gonna be that same scene in every one where he makes fun of them and then the wave of them comes but it's just gonna be like a fucking yeah. army of it's them. It's gonna be a hundred thousand of them. It's gonna blow out your speakers. It's gonna blow out your eardrums. Like make your computer explode. But it's 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 serious, Sam. It's like integral to the series now. Is that fucking screamer? And yeah, and I, his sunglasses. Yeah, and the the stupid ass sunglasses. I'm glad they kept that <laughs> stupid ass cheesy ass look. Yeah, even yeah, the even that ridiculous gruff voice i was gonna say he's still got this the same voice where he's like i'm sam stone you picked the wrong planet to fuck with (laughs) yeah dude it it looks fucking fantastic yeah it looks great the graphics look so so smooth like oh yeah and the sound the the gun sounds have improved so much since the first encounter you know back then when we were just like it was just pretty much Gadoosh, gadoosh. No, it actually sounds like a shotgun and shit. Yeah. This will be a game that we'll have to do as co-op multiplayer. Or, Absolutely. And crank up the difficulty on it. Like maybe we'll do a co-op run through of the game on one of the easier settings to get a feel for the the whole game in general, and then crank up the difficulty to see how far we can make it. I'm in. Fucking count me in. Yeah, especially if we can get 100,000 enemies. <laughs> right? Even if there's like a level editor where we could just edit in 100,000 and then yeah. just stand there and try to fight them all. See who can get the higher kill count and yeah. how long we can survive. That would be a cool part of the game, have like a survival mode where you're just put into like an open plane environment and then just have to withstand wave after wave after wave and see how long you can go before you... Before yeah, that killed. would be cool. Like yeah. an endless mode or something. That would yeah. be pretty sweet. Well, all right, man. Let's uh, let's wake up old Steamy. Steamy! Hey, buddy. It's that time of the week, man. I need a game from you. Give me that number. All right. It looks like it is 512. And if I navigate to my list and scroll... 
it looks like 512. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. 512 is Final Fantasy VIII. Awesome. Yeah, my favorite Final Fantasy. Yeah, same here. My my definitely my favorite out of the series. This will probably be like my 60th playthrough of the game since it came out. <laughs> All right, and to uh well then that answers our question as to whether the giveaway will be at the end of the game or the end of the month. It'll probably be at the end of the game. So when we yeah. finish Final Fantasy VIII, we'll give away a copy of Extinction. Um, and I am going to get with our buddy James from the JRPG Report, because I know he is a big Final Fantasy guy, and I will see if he will join us on the final wrap-up episode where we can kind of do a overall views, you know, cover wrap-ups, all of that jazz. That way he doesn't have to yeah. try to make get, time for us for four episodes his, or so. Yeah, get his feel of the game coming from a jrpg specific podcast like that would be good yeah that'd be fun man i am super looking forward to it and that just leaves us with if you'd like to check us out on social media it is facebook.com slash the steam machine podcast or you can catch us on twitter at steam underscore underscore wow at steam underscore podcast and as always, we would love it if you would go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review because it helps us climb up the ladder of the millions of podcasts out there. So, you know, it'll it'll help us get discovered by other people. So check it out, man. And if, uh, anything else that you'd like to say, my brother? No, I'm ready to dive into eight all over again. Yes, it's time to go be a seed, my friend gotta take down the sorceress all right well then that about does it for the steam machine podcast this week my name's dalton he's ryan and as always guys take it easy (laughs) 